From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. More than 300 adult Central New Yorkers enrolled in a COVID-19 vaccine trial at Upstate last July. Then in December, 12 to 15-year-olds were able to join a similar vaccine trial. Now, Upstate will invite children from 6 months to 11 years old to participate in a COVID-19 vaccine trial. I'm speaking with the principal investigator, Dr. Joe Domikowski. He's a professor of pediatrics and microbiology and immunology at Upstate Medical University, and he specializes in pediatric infectious disease at the Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital. Welcome back to HealthLink on Air, Dr. Domikowski. Thanks, Amber. It's nice to be here. So tell us about this trial. How does how is it meant to work? Yes, so this is an age extension, if you will, going to the lower um, limit of six months of age. Uh, we're going to be looking for children between six months and 11 years to um, join the Pfizer clinical vaccine trial for COVID. So it'll be the Pfizer vaccine that's used? For this particular study, yes. I know Moderna is um, is doing a similar study. There may be other opportunities in our community for folks to seek that out as well. Now, will it work the same way where uh, where there's two doses required for, for kids as well as adults? Uh, yes, it's a two-dose series, three weeks apart. Uh, there's a couple of blood tests that we uh, ask the folks to undergo so that we can look at um, the immune response to the vaccine and the baseline before we get started. Uh, but we're not quite sure what the dose is, so we have to start with a dose selection series of studies. So dose selection, is that where you determine how much for each particular child that's in the, because would it be different for a six-month-old versus an 11-year-old? Uh, we don't know. Um, there are very few examples where that's the case, but the FDA has asked uh, Pfizer to investigate that possibility. For example, the adult dose, uh, well, really down to age 12 now, is 30 micrograms. We know that to be the case. So we're going to divide the children into two um, two younger groups to try to figure out what the right dose is for them. So since you're concentrating on the dose, you already know that this is a safe vaccine. Well, the dose, um, selecting the dose is designed to determine whether or not the vaccine has the same reaction profile as the adults and the uh, teenagers did. So we're going to start with a lower dose and then gradually work our way up if the kids tolerate it with very small numbers. There's 16 per group, but we want to make sure they tolerate it as well, if not better, than the adults and the teenagers did. And if they don't, we'll stop escalating the dose and choose one of the lower doses. So how much of a commitment do you need from someone to participate? What's actually going to be asked of the people who volunteer? Yep, for this first part, we have the two vaccine visits, three weeks apart followed by an added visit seven days after the second dose so we can look at the uh, neutralizing antibody levels in the blood. And then we follow those kids that got the different doses uh, for, for two full years. If they get sick, we'll, we ask them to do nasal swabs to check to see if they might have um, been exposed to and infected with COVID. So everyone in this study would receive the actual vaccine? You're not testing it against a something different in this first phase which will go for april and may um, everyone gets vaccinated it's just it may be a different dose um, starting in june 
we're expecting to know what dose to use for each age group, and then we'll open up to all six months through 11, up to age 12 years, um, for a placebo-controlled trial, where for every two that get vaccinated, one will get a placebo. Now, even in that trial, we will unblind, like they say, unblind the, the um, recipients at six months afterwards, those that got placebo will still get vaccines. So everyone involved will eventually be vaccinated. So aside from age, what are you looking for? Um, is there anything that would disqualify someone from participating? Yep, they need to be generally healthy. Um, they can have underlying medical conditions as long as those conditions are, are stable. Um, for the phase one, the dose selection part of the trials, for April and May, if they've had a documented infection with COVID already, they're not eligible, but they could become eligible in June when we open up for the placebo-controlled trial. How many kids do you need for this first phase? The uh, overall trial is looking at 3,000 children. Locally, we're hoping to enroll close to 200 or so, similar to the numbers that were enrolled in the adult trial. Now, what do you tell parents in terms of any of the, are there risks for participating? Certainly, um, there's always risk when we ask folks to join a clinical trial, a clinical vaccine trial like this one, for example. Uh, but what we know about the safety and efficacy of this vaccine already in the age group 12 and higher tells us that it's a good time to start looking younger and younger. And that's really the, the rationale for doing the dose selection is we want to make sure that this vaccine isn't going to cause more reactions or more side effects in younger children. So we'll start with a lower dose and then if they tolerate it, we'll, we'll work up um, additional groups in the same ages to determine what the best dose is for them so they can achieve the maximum efficacy of the vaccine. Well, let's let people know how they can learn more or if they're interested in enrolling. Uh, the phone number to call would be 315-706-5636, or they can send an email to you, d-o-m-a-c-h-o-j at upstate.edu. Yes, either of those will work beautifully. The phone number that you, you gave is our dedicated research number. And if someone doesn't answer, they will respond to your text or your voice message uh, within the same day. Now, how long will it take to get results from this? We expect to know at the dose selection by age group, uh, one dose for the six month to two year olds, second dose for the, the two to five year olds. And then we think we're, we're pretty good already with the five to 12 year olds. There's one more week left of that portion of the trial that we aren't involved with. Um, so the phase three, the big study, placebo-controlled study that starts in June, will run for two years, but we expect to have preliminary uh, efficacy information even out at six months, just as we did for the adult trial. You know, we learned how well that vaccine was working very, very quickly. So will it be more than two years before there's a vaccine on the market for all kids, or do you Will that process be accelerated in some way? Well, I'm I'm thinking that because we have so much data already for the 12 to 17 year olds from the um, from the adult study extension, the adult study actually allowed teenagers to be enrolled, as you mentioned. Uh, we have so much information from that study that Pfizer changed the way this new study is designed 
to limit the age, the upper age to 11 years instead of going all the way up until 18 years. Uh, I'm thinking that because they're so confident with that group that they are um, exploring uh, or requesting permission from the FDA for emergency use authorization, just as we're doing currently for the 16 and higher for the Pfizer vaccine. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, talking with Dr. Joe Domikowski about a COVID-19 vaccine trial for kids from age six months to 11 years. It's getting underway, and I want to remind you, if you're interested in enrolling your child, the number to call is 315-706-5636, or you can email Dr. Domikowski at domachoj at upstate.edu. So you mentioned, uh, and you're the... uh, Uh, investigator for the trial, the study that looked at 12 to 15 year olds. What can you tell us about what you found with that group so far? Um, Yes, so we don't yet have efficacy data because the enrollment was completed just in January um, and it filled so fast. Uh, That was 3000 kids um, internationally from all of the sites. We were able to enroll just under 100 um, 12 to 17 year olds total here. And the first look at the safety information showed us very clearly that the adult dose in that in those teenagers from well from 12 to 17 um, had a reaction profile that was very similar to adults. Certainly not any more reactogenic than than what we were described for the adults. We don't yet have efficacy information because it's only been a couple of months. We have to wait till six months, which will happen sometime in the middle of June. And then we'll have some preliminary um, efficacy information. But what we do have is some antibody results. And it looks like the the vaccine certainly is as expected as immunogenic, meaning antibody titers are just as good as adults and maybe even a little bit better. And that's not unheard of for kids. You know, the younger we are, the generally the better we respond to certain vaccines. Is it typical for vaccines being developed to be tried in adults? first before they're tried in kids? Uh, typically, the very first in-human studies are done in healthy, um, pretty much younger adults without any underlying medical conditions, just to demonstrate that the vaccine formulation itself is safe. Now, in this new study that's starting, is the six-month cutoff in this trial, is that an arbitrary cutoff, or is there a specific reason you wouldn't want to vaccinate like a, a two- or three-month-old? So the certainly two and three month olds are getting infected and we've even seen a few of them hospitalized for the vast majority. They don't get very sick, but some of them do suffer severe illness and a couple of them have have even died from COVID. So eventually it does make sense to look at younger children, even younger than six months of age. The six month cutoff really was because the kids between birth and six months of age um, have a fairly busy immunization schedule already, and it would be difficult to parse out the side effect profile from the vaccines that they're getting for general care already as a standard versus introducing this um, new vaccine two doses three weeks apart. It's almost impossible to find a period of time when they're not getting other vaccines during that time frame. So it's just a matter of logistics. 
um, the example of another vaccine that we use routinely starting at six months, but not younger is influenza vaccine. Right. Now, earlier in the pandemic, we heard about multi-system inflammatory disease um, that was being seen in some children with COVID. Is that still an issue? It sure is. Um, in fact, here, uh, the last couple of times I was on clinical duty in the hospital to see the inpatient um, consults, that was by and far the most common reason why I was asked to consult on a hospitalized child. And there were lots of them. Some of them were mildly ill, some moderately ill, and we did have a couple of them here in Syracuse that were severely ill with that inflammatory process. Is that connected to, we're also hearing now about new variants of coronavirus that are supposedly more infectious. Are those affecting kids differently? We don't have much information yet about the, the UK variant, the Brazilian variant, or the South African variant. Um, as far as their role in, in children or whether or not they're either more infectious or um, more aggressive when they do infect kids. Um, because as, as things go epidemiologically, we learn what happens in adults first, and then we start looking much more carefully in the kids. Um, since many kids are minimally symptomatic or not symptomatic at all, they often don't have the same detailed type of testing that adults have. Now, early on, it seemed like kids may have been asymptomatic carriers, but they weren't as likely to get seriously ill. Are, is that changing? It, it's not changing. In fact, uh, children by far um, tolerate this infection better than any other age group, but we can't predict which ones are going to be prone to develop complications or severe illness. We do know if kids have asthma or underlying respiratory problems at baseline, just like adults do, that they are likely to end up in the hospital with a wheezing problem from their coronavirus infection. But still, we're seeing generally healthy kids, no underlying risk factors, get admitted to the hospital with uh, problems from this infection or problems after the infection, like the multisystem inflammatory illness that you mentioned. Now, the pandemic may have caused some parents to skip bringing kids for the well child appointments. So I wonder if the pediatric infectious disease doctors, if you're seeing any upticks in vaccine preventable illnesses from the kids who are missing those early childhood vaccinations. Um, fortunately not, and that's partly reflected by our New York state rates of immunizations in the younger children group compared to the national data. Nationally, you're right, the, the rates of vaccination for, for routine pediatric vaccinations in kids has dropped uh, substantially. In New York State, we did see a little bit of a slump, but it wasn't nearly as um, impressive as what was going on nationwide. Um, the other issue is with social distancing, it, it, we are all much more likely, less likely to be exposed to and infected with these vac other vaccine preventable illness, including influenza. If you look at the influenza data for this flu season, there was almost none. Uh, I don't think we had a single hospitalization from flu in a pediatric patient this flu season. Do you foresee if the COVID-19 vaccine, vaccine is uh, approved, assuming it's approved for children, do you foresee that becoming another standard childhood vaccination? I think time will really tell. The, the first, there's so many other questions that we have to answer first. For example, how 
how is the durability of the protection afforded by vaccines? And is it different in adults and children? Will kids um, be provided a longer lasting immune protective effect compared to adults? Does the vaccine work better than the natural infection? Uh, we know that the natural infection for many coronaviruses that infect people, some of them only cause very, very mild disease, but the protection afforded doesn't last very long. Is this going to be in that same um, situation where we have waning immunity just after a year or so? And the second season we get re-exposed, we may, we may be infected again, despite being vaccinated or already have, having been ill. So the um, vaccine itself may provide higher level of immunity and a more durable immunity than even natural infection when it's severe. Well, I want to thank Dr. Joe Domikowski for telling us about the vaccine trial he's leading on children from six months to 11 years. And I want to remind listeners how to learn more about signing up. You can call 315-706-5636 or send an email to domachoj at upstate.edu. Dr. Domikowski is a pediatric infectious disease specialist at the Upstate Golisano Children's Hospital and a professor in pediatrics and microbiology and immunology at Upstate Medical University. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and radio talk show, HealthLink on Air.